What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on YouTube. A little special uh, show here. This was, you know, outside of our normal Wednesday show because we're also going to do that tomorrow. There's just too much going on. Um, we've got a show tonight, obviously. We're going to go live again on Wednesday night. And my current pl plan is to have a show Thursday night uh, with Goolsby and then uh, Friday morning show uh with myself and cal kelly as normal so a uh, very busy time in the world of, world of notre dame football and as well right here on our blue and gold youtube channel for folks watching live with us watching back please hit the thumbs up on this video of course subscribe to the channel for more content if you are new and if you're listening via podcast appreciate you as well please uh, leave a kind review um of the show wherever you are listening um to the podcast hope everyone um, is doing well tonight. Um, see, uh, Devi's in the chat. Lux, Chief Brody, um, Chief Brody wants to, or uh, excuse me, uh, Devin wants to know if you've got a new cut. Tim, you look good, man. Yes, thank you, Devin. Yes, I actually that was um, that was today. I, I needed one so bad. I, I got, I got, I got in. I got a place down the road, and I was like, I got to get in. I woke Whoa. up this morning, hair everywhere. As I always say, Mike. Yeah. My dad blessed me with one thing in this world, and that's a good set of hair. So I thank my dad each and every day. Well, you're you need to tilt your camera back a little bit so we can see because you're kind of chopping off your head so we can see the rest of your hair there, Tim. There you go. It's a I beautiful head of hair. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Irish football and Tim's hair. Here we go. Yeah, so we do have a lot of talk about tons of transfer portal stuff. Um, there's been several guys who have left Notre Dame since our last show, which would have been what Wednesday. Um, I think we did the show last Wednesday. I can't remember. It seems that went last Wednesday feels like an eternity ago. So we're gonna, you're going to get Tim's reaction to some of those guys, the potential transfer portal players in that we know about and have reported about um, at Blue and Gold. Uh, Notre Dame hiring Mike Brown. Uh, I mean, talk about Xavier Watts a little bit. Um, uh, Tyler Buckner, Sun Bowl, CJ Carr practicing with Notre Dame in December. Seriously, so much. It's crazy, Tim, because like, you know, that news about like Bo Collins, the Clemson receiver, we put him in the thumbnail of this video. Um, that would usually be the biggest story of like the month or something, or at least the week. Collins was, that was like the third most important thing of the day. Like, seriously, it's, it's just mayhem right now. Um, tons of commitments, players leaving, you know, of, of course, Stucky got fired early last week. Just, it's been absolute mayhem, um, in the past a week or so. Sorry, that's been so a week. Yeah. Eight days, um, since Freeman gave that presser where, you know, he basically confirmed, it was like, yeah, I want the step back. And of course that's not what happened, but anyways, uh, we're going to start talking with uh, portal entry since our last show. Braylon James, Mr. Hyde, an interesting one. Rapid fire, here we go. Yeah, yeah. what was your reaction to that one? Yeah, I mean, where did we last end off? It's like, who was the last one? I mean, gosh, where, were they up to 11? Something like that, yeah. yeah 10, 11. And I'm, man, I'm, I hate to be, you know. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, seriously, these guys that are going to the portal, it's like, okay, no problem. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. I'm not jumping off the deep end. Like it, it has been insane. Every time something, you know, someone leaves Notre Dame, they think it's World War III. Freeman's got no control. You know, the program's falling apart. Oh my God. Full, full program falling apart. It's disarray. Who's running the campus? Uh, a bunch of dudes that aren't going to play on the 2024 team have left. So that's the way I look at it. Braylon James, hey, or hardly knew you, right? I mean, seriously, what did we get? I mean, that's his decision. Um, you know, you go, I guess the four wide receivers, just lump them all together, right? You got Tyree, I saw just I just driving in. Tyree Virginia. just, right? So he went back home to Virginia. Okay, great. He's a grad. He got his degree. He was a four-year backup. You know, I mean, if we're being truly honest about he was a four-year backup. This he year, was, this year, was, I don't think you can call him a backup this year. Yeah, but you know what? Great. I mean, if you're going to start a guy, you're going to start Great House over him, right? It, you know, at the beginning of the year. Was he out there or was it Great House? It was, I thought it was Great House in Navy. I'm just saying in general, not a 
not a, a dude like you're going to cry, you know, tears over. You wish him luck. Hey, yeah, thanks for sure. You got a bunch of touchdowns over 3,000 yards, total offense at Notre Dame in your career. Solid, solid football player. Congratulations. Move on. I'm cool with that. Braylon James, he's a freshman. I mean, this, this, is what, this is what kills me with Braylon James. Notre Dame is like, you and I, Mike, could go play wide receiver. That's how bad shape they were. And you had the highest ranked wide receiver in this class. He's the Tobias Merriweather. He's the Jordan Johnson. He's the Lorenzo Styles of this signing class. Ooh. And he can't get on the field? He can't get on the field with, with injuries, lacrosse guys showing up, uh, on and on and on. Mike, he can't get on the field. No, 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 no. That's what just right. I was like, okay, great. Move right. on. Let me let me say something on the whole highest ranked thing. I think that's more of an indictment on the rankings process than anything. Because if you would have asked me, he would have been my third receiver. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up his on three page. But if so you're more of high school film talent, Braylon very James. talented, but the bus potential. So, but the, when but he was a recruit, well, look, but that's these recruiting rankings we're going to go to. Notre Dame, the highest ranked recruit four years in a row, has been a bust. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, Jordan Johnson, yeah. Lorenzo Lorenzo Styles was a five star by one service. I won't say that name. Um, Jordan Johnson was a was a five star in another service. Tobias Merriweather and now Braylon James, four straight. Man, I do not want to jinx the highest ranked guy in the 2024 uh, class. Everyone knock so on I won't wood. Jinx him. I'm not, I got wood right here on my mother in law's desk, so I'm not going to jinx 2024. So someone's got to break this cycle, right? So yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I'm cool with these guys leaving. Um, Rico Flores, man, maybe I'm the only one that is. Hold, hold on, hold on, Tim. Just go ahead before go ahead. before we move to Rico. Yeah. Like this is the thing. Like James, I mean, I can't say if his career is a college career is a bust, but it was at Notre Dame. It was. It was at Notre Dame. Yes. James wasn't happy. I I don't get the sense that Notre Dame was like overly thrilled with James progress as a freshman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ranked lowest on, on three heard a lot of crap about that last year, but you know, is what it is. And then, yeah, Lorenzo styles was ranked as a five-star by on three. Um, so it's like, you know, exactly. it, it, no, you're right. You're right. It's, you're all, right. it's all somewhere um, in the middle on that, but yeah, Rico Flores, <laughs> Tim of all of the transfers out, this one hurts the most in my opinion. Do you agree? Yeah. Again, this is my take on this. This is not Michael Floyd. This is not Chase Clay. Mike, Mike, we lost Notre Dame lost Rico Flores. Okay, this is when I saw Rico was leaving, my first thought was like, well, that stinks. He's a solid football player. He is. He's a solid football player. Yeah. He, he's a so which one thing more? He's an excellent hold on, but but I'm saying he's an excellent number three if you're competing. And then you watch the games on the this past weekend. There's not one wide receiver that's getting on the field at Oregon, Washington. There's not one wide receiver getting on the field, Georgia, Alabama. None. Zero. So if Notre Dame, Mike, if, hold on before you jump in. If, if Notre Dame wants to get to that level, you have to out-recruit Rico Flores. So if Rico, Rico Flores is going to be that solid 30-8, catch-me-the-curl type guy, he is. The yeah. guy caught one pass this year, pass eight, over 18 yards. One, I'm talking in the air. Not a hitch. Take it. One pass, twenty yards or more down the field. That's it. So freshman, he's not a freshman. A freshman. You know that's what I'm saying. Like he's just a freshman. I I, I get it. But he's in this solid deep oh. guy. But no 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 no. You answer my question. Which one stings more? I, I said this one stings the most. And you're like what? Yeah, the, you tell me which one stings the most. Okay, so it's a light bee sting. Okay, boom. You flick that off, Mike. In this era of the port, hold on, hold on. We're going to get into the portal. Notre, hey, you could fill up in a heartbeat. And Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman is showing that. Like you could lose, quote unquote, Rico Flores, the you know the top pass catcher returning. Okay, I mean seriously, fine. I mean that's no problem. We we're going to go replace him. And I think it's it's funny over this last week seeing got some of these guys leaving. I'm like, man, it. The whole Notre Dame is not going to be a great football program until they start out recruiting dudes on the roster, and I think they're going—they're doing that. They're out recruiting guys. So, me personally, 
the class of 2024 on film, quote unquote on film, is a better group of wide receivers than the 23 one. And these and these portal guys are going to replace these four that are leaving. I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye when 2024 rolls around. That's just my opinion on this. I am with you that last week was the biggest overreaction. People lost their damn mind. It was insane. Notre Dame fan. I mean, Drunk Vigo has been with us on so many shows. He lost his mind last Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or Sunday? Whatever it was. He's like, he asked me. He's like, ban me. Ban me, bro. I can't do this. I'm done. So I did. So Drunk Vigo, you know where to find me if you need to change your mind on that. Why is that? But guys, like, look at what's transpiring now this week. Like, I how many times do I need to tell you guys that Notre Dame like in Freeman, a little bit, little bit cutthroat. He's a bulldog. They're going to move. Like they are going to improve, yes. no matter what. Like this is just what it is. Um. So if guys are leaving, you know, a lot of times well, that's going to be a super chat. Name them out. Yeah, put up this super chat. This is awesome. Wait, wait, I mean, this- wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you okay? Save it. I'm just reading this. I'm like, so no, this is the overreaction right here. Oh, but, but of all of them, Rico stings the most, even if it's sure. not a biggest thing. It, sure, it does. It's a, it's a sting. It's a sting. Rico Flores is a sting. Uh, Notre Dame is going to be okay without they're, Rico. They are going to be okay, but you so also need, like, like, I think Rico Flores is a really nice piece to have in your program for three or four years, man. Like, you know, you can't have all Cam Williams across the field at Notre Dame. It's the goal, but you're just you not can, going to. Hold on, hold on. There are thousands of Rico Floreses. There are thousands of them. He is not a, a burst guy. What not, Mike? Mike, he's an intermediate dude. That's what he was this year. He was a solid freshman. But why did he play? Why did he play? And this is what no one's talked about. Because the absolutely brutal recruiting for four straight years forced these guys to play. That's the only reason why Notre Dames are losing their minds. Like, oh, my God, we're losing these freshmen. Yeah, the only reason why you know about them is because the last few classes have been atrocious. They've been bad. And, and then you obviously uh, tap on the, the injuries. I don't know, man. I have not lost any sleep over Notre Dame losing these guys. And because I think there's better football players coming. And they're going to go to the transfer portal. And you could find dudes willing to come to Notre Dame for one season. So, that's that's just my take. Whether it's wrong or right, people want to lose their mind and get upset and say, "Oh my God, these are great players." You're gonna find you're gonna find plenty of them. Mike, how many times has Mike Singer and Tim I talked? Thousands of wide receivers in America. They're all over the place. Yeah. You just gotta find them. Yeah, we're and we're gonna see with Smith. Smith was what when he committed to Notre Dame was ranked like 900. All right, he was a nobody. You know, same thing with Saldante uh, this year. He's like right around a thousand, and he shot up with his great senior year. And there's so many wide receivers. You just gotta, you just gotta keep looking for. Yeah, them. there is, but the Rico is there in your program. You coach. I, I just, but um, Andrew Gilmore, I appreciate the super. You know, so why did he leave? It's like he's there for one year, and he he bailed. So on, he bailed. Uh, Andrew Gilmore, thank you for the super chat. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna. I'm not. I, I love the super chats, but I'm not going to pop up a super chat where you guys are like throwing. You know, like if you guys are going to criticize mm-hmm. those super chat, like I'm just not going to do that for five dollars. Like it's just not really. You know, we take a lot of punches in the YouTube comments and stuff. Like we're just not. I'm not going to like willingly. You know, you guys. You know, throw shade at us. But Andrew, I appreciate the the super chat. I mean, uh, J, it's a relative sting. Our room is isn't worse because Rick is not in it. Losing Tobias upside hurts more. In my opinion, Juicy J, um, I think we talked about Tobias last week, Tim. So we're not going to talk about him now. Um, yeah. We need to keep moving. We're Tim, yeah. tight end. What do you think about that one? Well, I mean, solid player. I mean, he is. He's a good football player. But if there's one position you could lose a guy at, I mean, it's tight end. Notre Dame's got. I mean, they're going to play up three tight ends in the bowl game. You're going to have Flanagan, obviously uh, Raritan, Sherwood, and you're bringing in Larson. You know, you, Mitch Evans will be this, you know, this year's Eli Raritan. He'll be back probably October-ish, I would, you know, guess with his time frame and whatnot. So Notre Dame will be fine. No, I mean, solid football player. He really is. He's a good, he's a good player. Um, I loved his high school film. He's one of my favorite guys. 
you know, obviously played a little as a freshman and had the great early season success and then kind of drifted off as Evans got going and then Raritan came back and we didn't see much of stays. So good player. I mean, once again, that's not like, hey, see ya, you know, slap him on the butt, slam the door on him. No, he's good, good football player. But at tight end, that's one position. Notre Dame would go with a tight portal if they ever wanted to, and tight ends would be arm wrestling to get to Notre Dame. So I think that's a spot if in the future if someone leaves, they will always be able to find a really good tight end. And then uh, defensive backs, Ramon Henderson, Ryan Barnes, Antonio Carter. Carter, that was the guy we were pretty excited about when he committed to Notre Dame um, over the summer, right? The summer spring. Yeah. Gar- I mean, garbage time. I mean, that was one of the things that like no one talks about, I feel like, during the season. And me and you would be like, dude, you know Antonio Carter, like, Notre Dame brought him here. He was yeah. a big-time portal pickup. He had offers from a lot of P5 yeah. schools out of Rhode Island. Just did not really play. Thomas Harper, I think, kind of just, you know, I think Carter maybe was going to be able to play that Harper nickel role, but Harper's just so much better. Um, you know, Ramon Henderson didn't play it. I mean, he was a, a solid, you know, backup. Um, and then Ryan Barnes just never really got never on the field. Got so yeah. I, and, I do yeah. wonder with all these three safeties gone. Notre Dame really can't afford to lose um, Xavier Watts, who is playing. We'll talk about Watts later, but I I have to wonder, and kind of looking at that, does that mean that Watts could come back? Like Notre Dame kind of knowing, like, hey, Watts is coming back. Um, So anyways, uh, thoughts on those three? Yeah, yeah, just real quick on Henderson. I mean, Henderson's a grad, so he's a grad transfer. And, it, I mean, it's – I mean, either, you know, grad transfers, he's got to come back and be a dude and not just rotational guy. It's kind of like Tyree. Tyree's leaving because Notre Dame's got really good slot receivers. So his position in 2024 is the same. I think Ramon probably could be the same thing. He's probably thinking, like, they could bring a transfer in. Does this guy step up? But when guys get their degree and move on for last year, Tyree, Henderson, uh, Zeke, and those guys, hey, man, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Carter's interesting. But I think he was one of those, hey, we got an extra scholarship. Let's go get a really good athlete, you know, because there's been some really good 1AA, FCS guys, whatever you want to call them, uh, moving up, have had success. They took a gamble on him. You know, it didn't work out. He's leaving. So be it. And um, and who else? Oh, Barnes. Yeah, Barnes just never just yeah. was never able to get on the field, and that has to do with the really good corners that have gotten on the field the last couple of yeah. times. So um, I wanted to say this until we got a bigger crowd in here, which I think we do at this point. Um, our, for our show tomorrow night, uh, we're doing more of a super chat focused show, super chats. Um, and I just got this program where people can send in voice memos. So I opened that up to our blueandgold.com subscribers, uh, which if you are not one of them, um, the, our current offer for our YouTube audience and podcast audience is uh, $1 gets you access for your uh, for two months if you're a new subscriber, promo code UND1, promo code UND1, um, so check that out. Um, so that's going to be much more focused on kind of Q&A, so if you really have something you want to ask us, I, I would probably hang out towards later in the show because there's a decent chance we're probably going to talk about it anyways. Uh, but Tim, let's go through, uh, we do have a couple super chats real quick. Just wanted to thank these people for their donations. Patrick says, how do our transfers compare to the other transfers from top tier teams? It's yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it just, yeah, opened. I, it just opened. I mean, Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. Yeah. I have no, idea. I mean, it just opened. So no one's, no one's out there committing. And obviously the first thing that the dominoes are going to be the quarterbacks. So no quarterbacks, you see them all setting up visits. DJ, obviously Riley Leonard, Oh, the Louisville got the Texas Tech guy. Slow, is it? He's a pretty good quarterback, so he's going to Louisville. That's the first true one to see. So uh, Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon. It looks like uh, you see Lincoln Riley's going to get his. He's going to get uh, a K-State quarterback. Yeah. I saw Patrick. So, so, yeah, so it's still out. It's way too early, man. There's guys still going in the thing. Patrick, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Tim D says agree with hide on the talent level at receiver, but any chance Stucky exult, exit resulted in philosophical differences between him, Parker, and Freeman? Um, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think those guys didn't. I, I think there was some butting of the heads 
um, between Stucky and, and, and maybe Parker and probably Freeman. I think that was part of it. From what I was told, there was a lot of things that kind of added up um, to, uh, to Freeman let him go yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, and I'll say real quick on that. I said this last week. When a coach gets fired, you know, as soon as the season ends, you know, it, it had been in the work. It's been on his mind. It's been on his yellow legal pad. And like he said, he thought about it more and more, made the decision. I think it's a, a great decision. He's been here two years. Sometimes you got to have a little bit of change to get ready for year three. Holtz did that in 87 before the great 88 year. So it happens in a coaching staff. I, you know, yeah, there's no need to keep diving and diving into that. He's a wide receiver coach. He got fired. You know, life moves on. Sound like an old school ball coach, Tim. I mean, hey, there's guys that get fired all the time, and it's like there's not it's not earth shattering the programs in disarray. A guy got fired, you replaced him less than a week. There you go. The the thing that can, it can drive me crazy at times on our message board is people like Mike. Tell us what happened about Chancey Stucky. I'm like, guys, I've t- I've given my thoughts on this and told you everything I know like 20 times. Like, you just go through my posting history. Like, I I feel like I've talked about it on our YouTube channel. I've talked about it on on our message board. Um, so it's all there. I mean, I, I, I keep talking about it. Um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's what it is. I think there's a lot of different things kind of adding up uh, and I feel pretty confident in that. And, uh, yeah, well, there's a lot out there and, uh, ghouls B has been, uh, sounding off on, on social media and whatnot about that. But, uh, well, it's, I mean, it, I mean, it, it's two years. It obviously has been a bad wide receiver room for two years, whether it's players, coaching, all. It's just been a bad mixture for two years. That's been the Achilles heel, let's say, it for the last two years, right, if we're being honest. True wide receiver. That's why Michael Mayer had to do what he had to do. This year, Evans was becoming Michael Mayer before his injury. It's, it's what happens, and sometimes the coach, you know, has to get a, you know, get kicked in the pants, and life, life moves on, man. That's, that's part of coaching. People get fired. Or program performance, you know, it sounds like these players didn't like them. These players didn't like them, or these players did. At the end of the day, that's a toxic room that needs to get, boom, flushed out, repainted, start from scratch. And I think that's what he that's what he decided. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, life will move on, but it'll move on a lot better um, if you have some Barb Stevenson art um, in your home, um, and it'll definitely make your loved ones home even better as well. So folks, it's holiday season. So make sure um, you at least consider Barb Stevenson art um, for any gifts. Uh, It is your premier destination for stunning pen and ink limited edition prints of the university of Notre Dame South Bend's own award-winning artist, Barb Stevenson skillfully captures the essence and beauty of Notre Dame's campus through her intricate pen and ink prints, which she meticulously enhances with hand painted, uh, metallic gold accents making each print unique and one of a kind. Um, let's explore her fabulous selection of prints to discover that perfect piece that resonates with your love for Notre Dame. Um, or, of course, um, that loved one in your family. Uh, up on the screen uh, on our YouTube show right now, we have the Notre Dame Collage Iconic Trio with three of the most loved buildings on the campus. you got the Basilica, the Golden Dome, and, of course, Touchdown Jesus. Uh, this second print, uh, you got uh, the grotto, um, d- which depicts one of the most quiet and serene places on the campus. A very popular spot for prayer and meditation, as well as weddings, proposals, and visitors on football weekends. And speaking of visitors on football weekends, you'll often have recruits at this spot right here. Um, shot number three is the Notre Dame Golden Dome. And then number four, the Shining View of the golden dome. And there's more prints on her website, which is B A R B S T E P H E N S O N.com. That's Barb Stevenson.com. So to purchase or view her art, check out the website, Barb Stevenson.com. Give her a call five, seven, four, two, one, zero, eight, three, eight, eight order now for the holidays and receive free shipping anywhere in the continental United States. All right, Tim, that definitely took longer than I expected in terms of uh, the portal transfers out. So let's talk about some of the guys who, are coming in uh, first. We have a young man named Chris Mitchell um, from Florida International. I'll pull up his stats here in just a moment, Tim. But uh, this has got to be a pretty exciting one uh, with with his speed. Uh, let's see. Um, in uh, 38 career games, 
uh, hauled in 100 passes for 1,663 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, this past year alone, 64 of those 100 receptions, 1,118 yards and seven touchdowns. So receiving yard is ranked 13 in the FBS and a 5.3 receptions per game, number 42. Um, yards per reception, 17.47, number 40th in the nation. So uh, pretty explosive receiver, Tim. What are your uh, thoughts about this one? It's step number one. Uh, like I just said, as far as cleaning out the room, you know, replenishing that thing, bringing in new, you know, some new bodies. And yeah, I mean, he's outstanding. I mean, you just watch his film and you're like, yeah, go for it. So uh, he's, he's really good. He's fast. He's got playmaking ability. You know, what, once again, you got wide receivers all over the country. People don't want to believe it. People think, you know, oh, if you don't go to a power five out of high school, you know, you're not a dude. Well, just watch the NFL. There's plenty of guys as we see all the time. So. He's my, I mean, he, he, he darn good football player. All he does is watch film. So, and he wants to go to Notre Dame, play on the bigger stage, obviously, for a six year. And, uh, you know, good luck to him. So, I, I mean, he's fine. It, it's exciting when you get all the negativity with, you know, all these great wide receivers Notre Dame has just lost. Well, boom, here you go. They're gone. Time to start great wide receivers in quotes, as some fans think they are. You have, new guys coming on. I think Notre Dame is going to bring in three portal guys. You've got some guys coming back. You've mentioned Colsey's planning on coming back. Obviously Thomas phase on great house is not left. Um, Smith. We're going to see in the bowl game, you know, Caleb Smith who registered all year, the three that are going to sign next year. All of a sudden, Mike, you're back up 10, 11 bodies. It's all about bodies. So they're going to have plenty of guys to choose from come uh, training camp. So Mitchell committed to Notre Dame earlier today, um, and then uh, last night Notre Dame picked up a commitment from Jordan Clark from Arizona State, um, the son of Ryan Clark, uh, you know, longtime NFL defensive back, mostly starred with uh... – go ahead, Tim. No, no, I was going to say, it was, uh, someone's asking how did the Mitchell guy do. He had over 100 yards against Arkansas this year, so he played an SEC team with FIU talent. and. Uh, at a heck of a game. So he's, yep. he's a soft player. I, th- I mean, people need to go on YouTube and, and watch some of his, uh, of his film. Jordan Clark, uh, son of Ryan Clark, um, most notably with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, current ESPN analyst, um, committed to Notre Dame. Um, Clark is going to replace Thomas Harper at, at the nickel spot. Um, he was a four-star prospect back in the 2019 class. Clark in 11 games this season, 50 tackles, nine pass breakup, pass breakups, uh, in 2022, 47 tackles, six pass breakups. Um, Clark allowed just a 40% completion percentage in cover uh, zero or cover one. So kind of showing like, hey, he's pretty good in man coverage. Um, you're leaving him on the island a little bit. So uh, this is his sixth year of, of college football um, in 2024. It should be noted that uh, Freeman was on Ryan Clark's podcast over the summer. Um, so... And now Jordan Clark, uh, his son, of course, playing for Freeman in 2024. So a uh, six-year player, of course, last year of eligibility. Thoughts on this commitment, Tim? Yeah, I mean, just – I mean, you got Harper. He's – Harper replaced Bracey. Um, that's that's the nickel. That's the rover. You know, Notre Dame fans still talk about, you know, who's going to play a rover? There's really no rover. The rover is the nickel. That's base – that's Notre Dame's base. So they play five DBs 90-plus percent of the time. and. Um, what it is just keep finding bodies to play that rover spot and that's re- that's really what he is he's a man guy he plays tons of man the last couple of years with Bracey and harper this past year so he's a guy who's got he played like 90 percent of his snaps were in man 2022 different scheme different coaching staff this past year so if you go back to what he did two years ago he's it's literally like Bracey and harper a guy that's going to come in here be physical as could be and play man all over the field against slots. So, you know, Notre Dame got a, another good football player with excellent experience. So we talked about Riley Leonard last week. The update here um, is that he is officially visiting campus. I believe it's Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so really the there's been four schools of note with Leonard, Notre Dame, A&M, Auburn, and Ohio State. A&M visited out early. Auburn, I don't think is in the mix anymore. You know, I keep seeing Ohio State, but I really think that this kid's coming to Notre Dame, and I, I don't know if it's going to be particularly close. 
Um, if he steps foot on campus at Ohio State, maybe there's maybe I, I just don't see that happening. To be honest with you guys, I think yeah, I, I think, think the Notre Dame gets Buckeyes Riley. Guys are going to get lowered. It sounds like from what I heard, Notre Dame's going to get Riley Leonard unless something yeah. crazy happens. Yeah, Riley, in my opinion, we'll see. But yeah, no, I mean this is exciting. I mean you need a quarterback, so they're gonna. They're going out and they're getting one of the top five quarterbacks in the portal, you know, depending on what list you look at and stuff like that. I mean, we'll get into him. I mean, we'll do a nice deep dive once it's official and things of that nature. So it's exciting that he's visiting. Hopefully he brings a couple of his Duke buddies that play defense with him. That would be really nice because they're some yeah. damn good, some really good players on D that are taking visits. And I know Notre Dame's chat with a few that's been out there. So, um, exciting, you know, we'll get into Riley once it's all official and things of that nature, but a tremendous skill set and, um, a lot, a lot, a lot more to talk about him. Yeah. Bo Collins. How about this? A Trinity league guy, um, St. from uh, Kingston, Villiamu yeah. Austin school, St. John Bosco. Um, so he was a class of 2021 prospect and a huge target for good old Dell Alexander back in the 2021 um, cycle, you know, I remember talking, I remember interviewing Tyler Buckner and being like, Hey, who are you out there recruiting? Bo Collins was definitely named that, that Buckner would bring up. We'll talk about Buckner in a bit, uh, six, three, 210 pounds. I'm a huge Bo Collins fan. Um, you know, I mean, solid stats. I mean, not, not breakout stats or anything, but I, I'm still a fan of, of this young man. It's not like Clemson's had like crazy good quarterback play in his time um at clemson uh career stats 91 receptions 1290 yards 11 touchdowns and look at that i mean he's been a consistent contributor throughout three years knock on wood for this young man i mean look at that games played 11 10 11 he stayed healthy he's been a consistent contributor i think that notre dame would this would be a really nice get for the irish um now here's the thing underclassmen and he's coming from Clemson. Like, usually if Notre Dame's going to get an underclassman, a guy who has not graduated, it's like a Duke or um, like a Ryan Leonard, right? Yeah, Brandon Joseph. Brandon yeah. Joseph, Tim's favorite player um, yeah. in the entire world. Um, kid. Yeah, so this is uh, this is interesting to me, what Notre Dame's kind of able to do here. But, uh, yeah, Tim, would, would you like this kid? Yes, yeah. I mean, this is one – He's just going to be a solid football player, like you're saying. The guy who's played a ton of big-time college football games the last three years, so he's going to be – he comes to Notre Dame. I mean, this is going to be a good get because he plays really, really you know competitive football. His whole background is up bringing all those things. So this is nothing but a big positive. I mean, you got – especially when you lose Tobias, who doesn't like to compete for balls, and then you go Bo Collins, who if you watch any of his film, he's getting after it. So. This is a big plus. If he, if Notre Dame's able to get him, the Florida international kid, and there's still like five other guys that are talking all over the place, right? That they're still in the mix. So Notre Dame's going to have a pretty loaded, I think experienced room. And then you're going to have these young guys doing what they should be doing. And that's learning and not being, having to be thrown in the fire. Like we had, we saw this year. All right. Uh, So that's Bo Collins again. Pretty sure he's Wednesday and Thursday. Josh Kelly, uh, who we're going to talk about now, Washington State receiver, is uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I think he's on campus today. This all just kind of popped up yesterday. Yeah. Freeman's on the road recruiting. He's in Arizona today. My understanding is like, I think Freeman either is already back in South Bend. He's, he's there tonight and then tomorrow before he heads back out to Texas on like Wednesday night, I believe. And then Thursday, I reported about some of Freeman's travels, but, you know, I don't have Freeman's literal itinerary. I don't know where exactly it's going to be every minute, but Freeman's back in California Thursday. Um, So, I mean, the guy is just all over the place. So I think like he is with, um, you know, he's on the road recruiting, comes back home to be with these official visitors. um, And then, uh, uh, and yeah, so. Josh Kelly in town um, from uh, Fresno, California, uh, which has not been the most kind <laughs> spot for Notre Dame recruiting over the years. Um, but, uh, yeah, this young man, Tim, 2023, 61 receptions, 923 yards, and eight touchdowns. And he he transferred um, from Fresno State where he played since 2019 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, just was at uh, Washington State for a year, entering back in the portal. Um, and, uh, yeah, is at Notre Dame. So, for folks wondering, like, could Notre Dame take all three? I think they would. Yes. I yes. think they would. Which, if Notre Dame signs Bo Collins, Josh Kelly, Riley Leonard, and Chris Mitchell, and that's your offense for just a one-year rental, I think Mike Goolsby might lose his mind. I think Mike Goolsby might just go crazy with all the one-year rentals. Um, but uh, anywho. You need them. Um, but that's yeah. the thing, Mike Singer. It's like, Tell you me need them. You need them. <laughs> it's like off, you, King. You need these guys. I mean, my gosh, that's the whole goal is to win football games. We keep talking about this month after month, hour after hour, it seems. It's like the goal is to win football games. You know, they're bringing in some guys, a lot of experience, a lot of playmaking ability. What has Notre Dame lacked? And it boggles my mind that there's still Notre Dame fans that don't see it or believe it. Notre Dame lacks wide receivers. They do. And I'm going to keep yelling, yelling from the top of my lungs until it happens. Notre Dame wide receivers, Notre Dame played nine power five games this year. Nine. The wide receivers caught 52% of their targets. And that's not ball every, you know, know, that doesn't mean 48% of balls are going over their heads for crying out loud. Targets in the area to make a play. 52% is atrocious. For a group, a whole room. So against nine power five teams. Say it what it was. I'm not saying everything was perfect. I'm just saying that as a group. So they need bodies. That allows these freshmen that are coming in. We always talk about loose emoji. You just need one of those three. Well, one of the three. Heck, the class of 2023, Mike's already chopped in half. They're down to 50% production, Mike. 50% with the four that they signed. So there you go with that. 2022, zero. And we already know about 21, 20, 19, atrocious. So it, it, it's it's the four years of brutal recruiting means you have to bring in three older guys for one year. And that's what and that's what they got to do. And this is just the era that we're in. You got to embrace it. That's yeah. my opinion. Tim, $2 super chat. Is Mitchell a difference maker, best receiver on the roster? Best receiver on the roster. I mean, let's get him here in spring ball and watch him run around in a Notre Dame uniform. Um, no, man, who – Great House, I think, is going to be the best guy next year. Is it, I mean, he would have led the team in receptions this year had he stayed healthy. So I'm still I'm, I'm still thinking he's going to be the dude over the course of 12 games. Crush Davis, $10 Super Chats. I'd still love the show, guys. Well, hey, Crush Davis. I'm glad it's still. I mean, still. Thank no, you. No. <laughs> Were we in hot water? Uh, but no, but in all serious, Crush Davis, really appreciate it. It's always good to see you um, in our uh, in our shows. Um, and then uh, we have one from Ed, who I'm, yeah. I want to scroll up. I got my our, our YouTube video over here. It is his first super chat. I thought so. I'm like, I haven't heard, I haven't seen this name before. Ed, thank you very much for the $10 super chats. I appreciate your effort, fellas. Um, so yeah, check us back again tomorrow night um, as well, folks. Tim and I will be live 8 p.m. Good for you, Tim. 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, so we will be um, playing like voice memos. I, I did really toy uh, uh, around the idea with doing live shows, uh, <laughs> live shows, obviously live shows, live call-in shows where I would just take your guys' calls live. I think that was kind of a blessing in disguise that that fell through. Um, but now we have the voice memo option. So now I can screen the calls a little bit more. Um, so that will be good. We already had a, a message come in today. Um, and, uh, so we'll do more like, let's dive into super chats, comments, um, uh, and, uh, the voice memos that we post on our blue and gold.com message board, where we give those people the option first. I figured I'll open up to the Twitter crazies later if we like, don't get any messages from the message board folks, but uh, I believe we will. So, but Ed, appreciate it. Hope to see you tomorrow. As well, my friend. Uh, okay, good stuff, Tim. We're going to talk uh, Mike Brown in a little bit, Sun Bowl, CJ Carr, Tyler Buckner, Xavier Watts, and Maris Leofow. Uh, so we still have a ton to talk about, so don't go anywhere, folks, um, as we now hear about a easy way for folks to navigate the ticket purchasing process, which can be stressful, but it really shouldn't be. Um, and, and game time makes that simple, um, to go through the ticket purchasing process. It's game time.co 
Um, not GameTime.com. Make sure you punch it in as GameTime.co. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute ticket deals so you can get relaxed and hyped for that fun that you're going to have. And use the promo code BGI to get $20 off your first purchase. Um, and best thing, they'll guarantee you're going to get the lowest price or they'll refund you 100%. Terms do apply. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you don't need to play in months in advance because you can get deals right up to game time. So snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the app, create an account, make sure you use that promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So uh, Mike Brown, new receivers coach at Notre Dame, not officially announced yet. Someone asked earlier. Um uh, Sam Hartman for Heisman asked a qu this question earlier. How about that? Uh, that username might need to be updated, my friend. Has slash can Mike Brown had any contacts with portal receivers? My understanding is he shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think he can yet <laughs> until he's officially hired. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mike Brown coming over from Wisconsin um, where he uh, worked with uh, Luke Fickle and of course was – on the Cincinnati staff with Fickle and, you know, half the Notre Dame staff was there as well. Um, so uh, what, what was your reaction to this one, Tim? Yeah, I mean, first thing, you just go, I mean, I've, I've never studied his background and things of that nature. You go read up on him and you see, all right, he's a, you know, I mean, I like his background. I like the fact, you know, where he's from, where he's played. He got, you know, as Mike Goolsby always like to say, a cup of coffee. He got a couple years in the NFL. I think he played three or four years, three years practice squad one year so he's got that ability he's young which means you know is he going to relate you know you know that was a something that we were trying to see with Stucky but he's been in football I mean he goes and plays college NFL right into coaching his first job people won't like this his first coaching job was with Jim Harbaugh so he was a GA for uh, Harbaugh back in uh, I think 16 so yep. he's been football non-stop his whole entire life he hasn't taken a 10 year break and tried to figure out the world and all that stuff. And, um, you know, he, you know, people, some people don't like it because, Oh, it's another fickle. It's a Freeman friend. I look at it as I think it's extremely smart for Marcus Freeman, because once again, as we just talked the last 20 minutes, that wide receiver room, was it toxic? Was it messed up? What was it? So Freeman needs somebody he could trust. Yeah. I mean, all honesty, he does. He, you know, people are like, oh, he should have went and hired this guy who's been around 25 years and all these other things. It's like, no, he needs that room to get cleaned up, as I keep saying. And he's got to do it with someone he's worked with. This, yeah. this whole outside hire thing is the most overblown talking point Notre Dame fans talk about all the time. It, it happens every now and then, but 99% of coaches always go with people they know. Yeah. And Small not, world kind of deal. Right out loud. Luke Fickle goes to Wisconsin. He he gives him an associate head coach title. Yeah. That's some wide receiver spanky now. Okay. The guy was making almost $700,000 a year, Mike, as a wide receiver coach. So yeah. Notre Dame didn't go bottom of the barrel digging for the cheapest guy out there. That's yeah. a big, big payday. So to get him away from Wisconsin means you must pay him more than Wisconsin. So that guy is going to be, you know, I mean, he's a fast riser when you look at his, yeah. you know, uh, career coaching. So, and uh, real quick, I, I, you know, I, hey, the only Cincinnati football I ever watched was Marcus Freeman, you know, when he was coming as the DC, and obviously the 2021 game. Like he produced what three, what three, four wide receivers they got drafted the last couple of years. Notre Dame is going to go on their fourth straight NFL draft with zero getting drafted. So this guy's produced more in a two-year span that Notre Dame has in the last four years. Yeah. Notre Dame hasn't had a receiver drafted since Claypool. So four straight zeros for Notre Dame at the wide receiver position. I I, I like it because Freeman is bringing in someone that he trusts, that um, he's worked with. I think that is so important more often than – especially in this situation. Let's just be in this situation where that room is as messed up as it is, he needs – a guy that he uh, that he trusts, and I just truly believe that. 
I mean, I think we can kind of apply some of this to like our own careers, like or, or our hiring experiences. Like as you were yeah. talking about that, Tim. Um, I mean, we we hire people, right? Like, heck, we just interviewed or when we interviewed Jack Sobel earlier this year, and we're like, man, this kid looks really good on paper. We really liked his interview, but we have no idea what it's going to be like working with him until he gets in here, right? You have no idea, right? Turns out he's been phenomenal, and uh, Jack has exceeded all expectations. But I remember when we hired at Blue and Gold, uh, Patrick Angle in, uh, was that been 2020, okay? We actually interviewed him for an opening that we had at a different Rivals website in like six months before that. And I got to know Patrick really well through that interview process, um, and we kind of kept in touch with him when the Notre Dame job opened up. I was like, I know this guy. I, we, let's go get him. So there's like, I think that can apply to what Freeman is doing to us. Like you, you, you want to get someone you can trust. Um, you know, you didn't know Stucky that well, and it didn't work out. But uh, of course, it, also um, you do need to go outside point. your comfort zone sometimes. But if you can go within your comfort zone, um, then you should do that. Ben Skronik, seventh round pick, Tim. How dare you forget Ben Skronik? Who played at Notre Dame for one year and got picked on seventh round? I swear to God, I, that's my best. I thought he was a free agent. Uh it's 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 okay, Tim. It's okay. Uh, moving along, Mr. Hyde. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame and uh, Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. Do you know who Oregon State's starting quarterback will be in the game, Tim? Do you know off the top, off the top of your head? That is just once it just. Yeah, people started writing on the message board today, and I haven't. Dove into Oregon State, so I started reading the the, or, the Oregon Live newspaper. The papers out in Oregon started scrolling through those today online, and uh, yeah, their quarterback. It sounds like it's going to be the bowl game MVP last year. So, uh, but he threw one pass this year as as the third stringer. But he started eight games last year, so he starts eight games. Mike, this is kind of like a Notre Dame 2022 quarterback situation. You, you see where I'm going? He starts eight games, bowl game MVP. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're still going to go get DJ, just like Notre Dame went out and got Sam Hartman. So, and then obviously you had the hotshot freshman, Childs, who's who's leaving, going to go to Michigan State and follow his coach, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith. So, yeah, they're going with the guy who threw one pass all year. He's got experience from last year, but that's going to be inter- that's going to be interesting. Yeah, they, don't, this they don't really have a choice. No. Um, <laughs> so, Notre Dame, Oregon State history, not so good for the Fighting Irish. Um, and uh, my last job was actually covering the Beavers. Um, and uh, as I left um, that beat to come here, a lot of Beavers fans reminded me of this on the way out. So I'm very aware of this. You have, you know, the Chad Ochocinco, TJ Hoosier Daddy, oh. um, that that team in 2000, I believe it was the 2000 season, played on on, on New Year's Day 2001. Yeah, um, forgive forgive my memory. Uh, Mike Goolsby was on that Notre Dame team, 41 to nine. For the Beavers, and then a 38-21 um, 2004, which would have been at the tail end of Goolsby's career um, at Notre Dame. I can't remember. No, no, yeah, that was the Insight Insight.com Bowl. Was that the year Goolsby wasn't Goolsby out in 2004? That was his fifth year, the 04. That's that's, that's after. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the DC was the interim coach. Goolsby, I'm sorry, Goolsby. I know Goolsby's gonna watch this. He's gonna get pissed at me for forgetting. I'm yeah, sorry. So, yeah, so Goolsby's been a part of the two Oregon State games. Yeah, anyone that's been around, you know, watching Notre Dame football as long as I have, we all remember the 2000 Fiesta Bowl. You know, the the spanking that Oregon State put on. I want to say, Mike, they had 25 or more JUCOs on that team, and they were loaded with junior college guys. And uh, they got after it. That was a heck of a football team, that 2000 Oregon State team. So, but um, yeah, I mean, Oregon State's having a couple opt outs, a couple quarterbacks tight end. I saw their starting corner just left today. Probably, you know, they're, I mean, the two All American tackles are going to be Joe Alt and their right tackle at Oregon State will be the top two uh, tackles in all the All American teams this year. Though obviously both of them most likely won't play in this game. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, what this is. Their defense is pretty solid. Offense is um, is really good, but they're, a lot of their best players on offense are not going to play in this game. Yeah, But hey, I'm, I'm still being a pinch skeptical. It's like, because who knows what still is to come with Notre Dame. 
and there are opt-outs and things of that nature. So we don't know. It's all going to be, you know, thrown out these next few days before they kick back into practice this weekend, and we'll learn more and more. But uh, it could be both 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 of these teams on offense. Mike, Mike, this could be a thirteen to ten Iowa yeah. type of football game. God, please don't say. Goolsby was, it was out the two thousand three season. Yeah, um, uh, had a uh, an injury there, torn labrum, I believe. Um, so yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, people keep asking about Hartman. I'm going to say what Freeman said. Was that just yesterday? Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. That he's going to let those people d- make their own decisions and, and announce it publicly. Um, but uh, if Hartman does not play in the game, I've said this before. Like, well, one, he said after the weight game, he was like two more games. He made it yeah. kind of assumed. So maybe he's had a change of heart. You know, we'll, we'll see what Hartman has to say. But I – I would need to know before I judge him on that. I want to know is I hope he gives a reason for why he's not playing in that game because for all the I love this place so much. If if he if he dips out um, just because he doesn't want to get hurt or, or whatever, I, I would be pretty disappointed. Um, and I I in my opinion, everyone can think however they want. Um, that would be a black mark on uh, Sam Hartman um, in, in his time at Notre Dame. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll wait till it's official, I guess, and, and we'll see what happens. But I guess I'm the opposite because when you say those things, you're thinking. I mean, you know, when all this talk about the bowl game and and everything after Stanford, all, all these players are expecting to play LSU on January 1st in the Relia Quest. So that kind of uh, Louisville's, you know, god awful performance, you know, knocked them so deep out of the polls. Uh, you know, they didn't. That's how the ACC pecking order went. And Notre Dame fell all the way down into the Sun Bowl. So, and I guess I'm just like, yeah, why play? I mean, why? I mean, that, I mean, that's why I already told thing. you why. I'm, why? Don't it's the if you're hold on, play, hold on, like, don't hold have on. all been all about, oh, I'm like, I'm all about Notre Dame. And all he was all, hold on, hold on, Mike, Mike, Mike. He was all about Notre Dame for 12 games. So, you want Sam Hartman, who's played 12 games with Estimate Fisher, Alt. He's losing four wide receivers. Three of them caught touchdowns. His backup tight end who had four touchdowns. All these guys are not playing in the game that the quarterback should. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, yes. <laughs> you're nervous because Steve Angeli's get might have to start, and you're going to have to do a live postgame show off of Steve Angeli's performance. That's what you're nervous about. Yeah, that's <laughs> not it, Tim. That is not it. I've been saying this about Hartman for weeks. So I'm Sam kidding. Hartman, who's played six years of college, should just go out there and play with a makeshift offense. The entire offense is brand new outside of Pat. Kugis. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> He's played with a, he, Tim. He played with a makeshift offense for a good bit of the year with all of the receivers and tight ends getting hurt, offensive linemen getting hurt. Like offense the only thing that didn't, it. the running backs didn't have the injuries. Otherwise, yeah, there's it was makeshift throughout the whole season. So what about the game where they're changing out offensive linemen just to try shit out? Well, what about that, Tim? Well, that was just bad coaching. Let's be honest. That was, that was stupid. Blatant stupid. Put that on a bumper sticker. Why the heck did they think that was a good idea? Hey, let's go against one of the best defenses in the country and rotate linemen, guys. What the hell are they thinking? All right, Tim, we got a, we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, so we'll continue on. So that's, yeah, Notre Dame facing Ohio State, or excuse me, Oregon State's uh, 10 and a half point favorite last time I checked. Uh, December 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern time, CBS. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame. What's the over under? 27? Uh, it was like 46. <laughs> that thing's going to skyrocket down once all this stuff starts to settle. I, I thought someone posted today it was eight and a half, so it's already gone down a couple. Uh, CJ Carr uh, practicing with Notre Dame this month. Uh, it's I believe next weekend. The it's not a loophole, but what exactly it is, I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, there, there's because he he will practice with Notre Dame before he even signs. So I think it's something with him getting admitted into school, and then there's some period at the academic calendar that allows this. I don't know. It's crazy, but. This happens at other programs. I personally do not know if Notre Dame has done this with other players before. It, it has. This is the first time since I've been covering Notre Dame um, that Notre Dame has had a, you know, a, 
early enrollee true freshman practice leading up to the bowl game. I don't think he can play in the bowl game. But no. uh, yeah, CJ Carr, uh, thoughts on this? No, I, I like it. I I like it. I mean, go and get some uh, because that was the thing last year. You know, Nico, you know, the the five star who went to Tennessee did it last year. And he I remember um my, my buddy coaches at Warren, longtime friend coach at Warren, and he was telling me how he loved it. it he thought it was awesome experience. And it's the same thing. You know, do you want to play in these in the bowl game or do you want to go play in the Army All-American Bowl, whatever the heck it is nowadays, or do you want to go jumpstart your career and roll from there? So I wouldn't be surprised if now this is starting to be the new thing with the high school guys. Do I want to go play the Army All-American Bowl or the Under Armour one, whatever the heck it's called, the ESPN one that they do? Um, it's Under Armour still, right? You know, I'm talking yep. about those. Yeah, those mm -hmm. ones. So he's going to opt out of that, which allows him to come and uh, practice early and get about 10 days of practice or whatever it is. I, I, I like it. So at least he'll be out there, get a little bit of work, have some fun, and, uh, you know, jumpstart his career. It seems like he committed, what, 28 months ago. So he's finally, he's finally showing up, Mike. It's been a yeah. long, long ride. Yeah, uh, I can only be good. It's basically, uh, you know, a, a spring ball before your spring ball, yeah. you know. Um, sure. So – I think this is something you'll see at Notre Dame at the quarterback position moving forward. Now, will they do it with a defense alignment or a safety? I don't think so, but I do believe that they will uh, with their quarterbacks moving forward, especially if the guy's an early and early. I don't think they can if he's not. Um, how about Tyler Buckner entering the transfer portal as a men's lacrosse player and not football? When you saw that, Tim. Were you pretty shocked? What was your thought? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm just like, man, what is, I mean, it's transfer. First off, I didn't know there was a transfer portal, I guess for like, obviously there is forever other sports, but don't really focus on it too much. But, um, man, I, it, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's coming back to Notre Dame, get finished up his degree, you know, and then you start Googling his background. The dude was a freak when it come, came to lacrosse back in, back in the day before he got into football. So he's going to come, he'll be on the team. He's going to have, he's a outstanding athlete. You can't say enough positives about him as an athlete. He is outstanding. Very good so, athlete. Man, I don't think, I don't think he's a good quarterback. He's a very good athlete. Yeah. Yeah. His um, quarterback skills have shown, obviously, especially when he goes down to Alabama and he's basically handed the job at South Florida and he didn't take it. So, yeah. You know, um, that's what happened. Yeah. Tremendous athlete. I, I'm i looking forward to it because Notre Dame lacrosse, obviously, a defending national champ. So it'll be yeah. fun. They'll be on ESPN, ESPN2, and things of that nature. Their lacrosse games. I'll be fun to watch him. I'm yeah. sure he's going to play because he's a damn good athlete. So, yeah. It, I'm so excited. Buckner entering the portal as a men's lacrosse player. It's been reported that he's going to remain with the Alabama football program through the rest of their championship run. And then, um, I think it was reported elsewhere and we've reported blue and gold, like Notre Dame is the likely landing spot for him. One national lacrosse reporter didn't know that existed. Um, said like it's fully intended. He more or less said Buckner, it, it's a commitment of sorts. Um, and, and again, we've been hearing that at blue and gold for the past week or so, which it's totally fascinating. Um, you mentioned it, uh, that lacrosse program it's going to be on national TV. It's yeah. going to get a lot of, it was already going to get a lot of coverage and, and focus when not coming off a national championship season. But now you got Tyler Buckner, um, one of the hottest topics and figures for Notre Dame since 2019, Tim, seriously, 2019 um, when he committed to Notre Dame and what score accounted for 81 touchdowns his junior year um, at a Bishop school in La Jolla. So there, there, there's a ton of fascination here. Um, excited to see what Mike Goolsby has to say about that. We're planning on having him on a show Thursday night. So, uh, yeah. Tyler Buckner returning to Notre Dame. Now, will he walk on to the football team? No. I have no idea, guys. I no. think that would be a distraction. I, yes. I, 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 I don't think that would be. But what the hell do I know? I, I I, I hope it doesn't happen just for, you know, what that would mean. I'm, you know, I'm, actually, Tim, that would be amazing for content. I would pull my <laughs> hair out, but it would be really good for content, Tim. Yeah, but he's not – no, it's just – he's not going to play quarterback. So it's like it's 
you know, whatever. Is he going to come and play running back or something as a walk-on? But, uh, yeah. Now, he's going to come. He's, gonna finish. he's got one more year of school, finish up his degree, play lacrosse, start enjoying life. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I get – I mean, seriously, I'm going to tune on, uh, tune in because they play now. I mean, their little lacrosse schedule is like every, every game is against a top 10 team. It is intense. So um, I've watched a little bit of lacrosse. Got a good buddy back at, you know, uh, lacrosse coach back in Southern California, one of the big Catholic powers. And, uh, and uh, I've been to a few of the games over the year. Lacrosse is fun. So I, I look forward to it. Okay. Uh, another topic here to discuss. Uh, Mr. Hyde and uh, folks, please hit the thumbs up on the video if you have not done so yet. Is uh, Xavier Watts winning the uh, Nagur- the Bronco Nagurski Award uh, for the best defensive player in the country? Do you think this one was deserving? And he did announce today that he is going to play in the Sun Bowl. TBD on if he's going to come back uh, for a would that be fifth year? Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, nice honor for him. First off, I was stunned. Like, whoa, the amount of awards Notre Dame guys have been losing. You know, since, you know, Tyler Eifert won the, you know, the Mackey and the, as a junior, doesn't win it as a senior. And then ever since then, it's just been like Notre Dame, they get shut. Obviously, the Buckus, they won a couple of those, but a lot of these other ones. Um, no, I, I, was, I was like, whoa, Xavier Watts, congrats. I mean, what a story. Seriously. Top, you know, he, I mean, he was the, the second, the second best receiver, obviously, that 2020 class. He was Jordan Johnson, Xavier Watts. Notre Dame fans are doing backflips. I can't wait to see these awesome wide receivers. In 2021, Marcus Freeman's the DC, and it, he's like, I want that dude on D. Remember? Got him. He's playing Rover. He's playing outside linebacker in 2021 and some scrub time as they get him in. And then, man, last year, I, I, I must have said 317 times, play Xavier Watts every time we did a live postgame show. You just saw his athleticism shining on, on Saturdays. He's electric and then this year man what a hell of a season so that was a that was awesome it's awesome for notre dame awesome for marcus freeman recruiting safeties right safety recruiting well a lot to left you know it, it's scary until we see what starts to take place with some of these guys but you got watts hamilton gilman who had a couple great years in notre dame is a stud with the chargers so there's some here obviously harrison smith being a first round pick back, way back in the day so there's some really good safeties, and hopefully Notre Dame could uh, start to recruit off of this, bringing in some uh, elite dudes in the country. Yep. And then uh, last item for the show, uh, Maris Leifold declaring for the NFL draft. Not a surprise. Um, you know, those three upperclassmen linebackers. I don't think all three of them will be ba- uh, will be gone. I think might one might come back. Leifold obviously not going to be one. Yeah. And the one you're obviously talking about is Kaiser because J.D. Bertrand's accepted an all-star game invite. So, Oh, um, shit. <laughs> I think Kaiser might come back. There you go. But, uh, you know, which, which is good for Kaiser. Kaiser's a solid, solid football player. The, the linebacker room, if you just go with the linebacker room, is like youngins, a lot of youngins. So they need an old gray beard in Kaiser who's been – I mean, it's going to be his fourth year if he comes back, fourth year with Freeman. So he should be able to do all this stuff with his eyes closed and have fun. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's a long time. You start thinking about Freeman, how he's been at Notre Dame. You always forget about his DC year. So you got Bowen, you know, Cahoon coming, Asa coming, Sneed. Is he going to be a guy finally as a junior? Tuli Alamaka and Burnham were the two studs. And that, and a couple of years ago, they're playing D line. So, you know, you can't, I mean, I mean, they're no longer linebackers. So linebacker room's young. For 2024, Marist, hey, same thing with Tyree and these other guys. Gave Notre Dame five years, two years as a starter. Played a ton of football for the Irish. Did a lot of really good things. Him and J.D., I'm sure J.D. is going to make it official soon as well. So five years at Notre Dame is a long time. Wish him well. It's exciting, especially him going real quick, going to the Senior Bowl. I mean, that is like the most exclusive all-star game for, for the college seniors that you can have. And him to get an invite. Cam Hart got an invite, obviously accepted. So that's going to be great to watch those two guys uh, practice down there. Okay, last thing before we sign off. I mentioned earlier, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to do like a a call-in, not not, not a call-in show, voice memo show. So I have a website where people can send in voice memos. So I'm going to play one, and I just need the chat to tell me if you guys can hear it. 
um, just so I can I can make sure for technical reasons. I tried it before we recorded. Tim said he can hear it. I just need to make sure the YouTube chat can as well. Do you think Riley Leonard will be able to help Notre Dame more than Sam Hartman? So I just need the YouTube chat to let me know if you guys heard that loud and clear or not. Um, I, I hope the answer was yes. If not, then I'd back to score one. So, uh, but yeah, Tim, I think that covered pretty much everything. Um, people kept asking about Al Golden. Okay, thank you guys. Um, I think Al Golden's coming back. I I, I have no re- I mean, we're not going to speculate a ton. I mean, people are asking about so many transfer players, guys. I can't spend too much time, you know, just answering, you know, speculation or not. Like we got to, you know, when, when I hear something, uh, you know, like good cold hard evidence, we'll talk about it. Um, but, uh, yeah. But yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, you know, with golden, cause obviously that's always out there. I mean, if he's going to go to the NFL, it's not going to happen until, you know, black Monday or after the Super Bowl. you know, the, the, yeah. after the season ends. So you're looking at another, you know, it's kind of like when he came to Notre Dame, Still a long way off for uh, NFL jobs and things of that nature. So, yeah, when Mike Singer says we don't know exactly, that's that could be two months from now for crying out loud. So, you know, hope, hope he stays, puts another year in, a third year with all these young guys. I mean, Notre Dame's you know defense could be dynamic if they get yeah. a handful of these guys to return and then flush it with these really really good recruits from uh, Freeman's you know first couple of years. So yeah. it's going to be exciting. Yeah, if you are new um, or uh, not a blueandgold.com member, special offer for you guys, $1 gets you access for your first, excuse me, two months of access for new subscribers, promo code UND1, letter U-N-D-1. Um, and yeah, before you get out of here, please hit the thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to our channel, of course, for more, more content. Uh, Tim, that is going to do it again. 8 p.m. Eastern time. We will see you guys then. Um, yeah, great show tonight, Tim. Thought you brought it. You were wrong on everything you disagreed with me on, but otherwise, Tim, you did a really nice job. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And some of those we'll hear back from and we'll get into them. And there's going to just be a circling fire and squad on some of these issues that we'll get into and whatnot. But um, I, you know, I just, you know, before we end, it's just like sometimes Notre Dame fans take a deep breath, let these coaches coach, right? Let these guys build and, um, Sometimes you got to, you know, the old bloodletting, right? You got to drain it, get rid of the poisons, and uh, start fresh. He's going into year three. So, so far, so good. We'll see if, We'll see what happens the rest of this offseason. And uh, this symbol, Mike, it's going to be wild. It's, it's going to be a – it is going to be a glorified spring game. But, but we'll get into this down the road. I, I'm very, very excited to see a lot of these guys playing. So, it's going to be a – I. I'm excited for the game. A lot of people aren't. I am. I, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate uh, you. Make sure you come back tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to take your questions, super chats, all the good stuff. Appreciate you all. And as always, we will catch you next time.